Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. An Erio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I'm Ali Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And as you know by now, that's the whole <laughs> shebang. That's it, <laughs> folks. Although, uh, Melissa is going to go on a little maternity leave in September and probably October. September, October. Probably end of, I'm due the end of September. I'm eight months pregnant. That's fucking 32 weeks. That's crazy. So the the baby is a large baby. So they don't know if it's going to come like last week of September. I'm due October 1st. Oh, interesting. So I don't know. It could come... At any time, at any moment. At any moment now. (laughs) Mid-episode, if we stop, it's because Melissa gave birth. And I gave birth and my water broke. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So we might have some guest co-hosts mix it up a little bit. So just just wait and see what we're going to do. Might release some best of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. October for sure. October for all sure. of October. Yeah, and probably November. If I'm gonna I'm gonna make Maybe. Melissa relax a little bit. Melissa doesn't know and how to relax. Th- it's the holidays. Yeah. I'm like holidays. I'm like, I could still like edit. <laughs> I'm just sitting down. Yeah, just sitting. Uh Melissa, who are our patrons for today? We have Courtney spelled with an I. Anna C. And a C. I know. Let's just let's just spell this out because this spell is incredible. C O O R R T N I. Courtney, love it. 
Never seen and, it that way. And Jenna. Basic ass Jenna. <laughs> and fucking Jenna. Courtney and fucking Jenna. Um, guys, welcome to the team. So excited to have you. Our episode today is pretty crazy. Never heard of this. I haven't heard about it either. And it happened more or less recently in our lifetime. It's about the disappearance and murder of Dorothy Scott in the 80s. It involves oh. a bong shop. Fuck yeah. A black widow bite. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and mysterious, <laughs> I know, and mysterious phone calls okay. that happened for four years <gasps> after her disappearance. What happened? Let's get, get into, into it. it. Kind of some similarities to the Watcher House a little bit. So, oh. yeah. So who is, and this is, well, actually I won't. I won't spoil it. Who is Dorothy Scott? Dorothy Scott worked at a head shop that her father co-owned. <laughs> Do you remember head shops? Head shops, yeah. So for those of you youngins who don't know, a head shop existed before weed was legal. And it was one of those weird shops that sold like bongs and weed paraphernalia. Are, those are still around. They're just called tobacco shops now. Yeah. So they would pretend that the bongs were for tobacco, but everyone knew but, like, they were for all weed. these black light posters. <laughs> yeah. <inside. laughs> it was like black light, Grateful Dead posters and lighters. Like every and apartment that you would go to for every guy you hooked up in college. Yes. Go in and be like black light posters, a leather couch. Lawn oh, chairs okay. as furniture. Yes. And like vertical blinds that were broken and like, and an like a weird, yeah, a weird, disgusting TV that they found and on bongs. the side of the road and bombs. <laughs> yes. So, and the things like that were usually purchased at these, at these head weird shops. shops called head shops. And she didn't, Dorothy was in her late twenties or so, and she worked at swingers psych shop, Ooh. which her dad used to co-own. Oddly enough. Whoa, cool dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, someone, cool someone dad was alert. a deadhead. <laughs> so Dorothy worked as a back office secretary. So she didn't have that much interaction with the customers or the merchandise. It was kind of like she needed a job. So her dad let her work there. It was very different from her personality, allegedly. She was an introvert. She didn't really drink. Mm. She didn't do drugs. She didn't date. She primarily just went to work and then would go home and hang out with her then adolescent son. Oh. But she was single. She was a single mother. She also lived with her aunt. So when Dorothy had to work late nights, her aunt would take care of her son or her parents would. And this is such a good burn. A friend described Dorothy's life as... As dull as a phone book. Damn. Yeah. A friend said that? That's yeah. no friend. <laughs> That's no friend. What if I was like, yeah, Allie, she's fucking as boring as a fucking phone book. Don't Hon talk to her. Not wrong. <laughs> Honestly, not wrong. True. <laughs> so you can you can paint a picture of her life as she was kind of like a goody two shoes, had yeah. a son and would just kind of stay home all the time. And worked in a head shop. And wor but, but worked in a head shop. <laughs> So Dorothy starts getting these very weird calls. And since it's the 80s, it's to her landline. She started receiving weird phone calls at home from an anonymous male. She said that she kind of recognized the voice, but she couldn't put her finger on it. This reminds me 
of something that happened to me. Oh my God, Melissa, tell what happened. When I was like, I think 11, 12, 13 ish, this crazy thing happened. I don't, I can't, I don't know why. I would go. You're like, I was abducted. (laughs) And then I was returned. And I I pretended to be someone else. I would go to my friend, my, my best friend Monica's house all the time. I would occasionally get, like, my parents would call me there or, like, be like, when are you coming home, whatever. I would get a call, like, her mom would answer the phone and be like, oh, Melissa, there's someone on the phone for you. I'm like, okay, like a guy. And they'd be like, hi, is this Melissa? And I'm like, yeah. And they'd be like, hey. And I'm like, who is this? And they would hang up the phone. Oh, my God, that's so scary, Melissa. And they would call, they called me at home, but they mostly called me at my friend's house. I didn't know the voice, had no idea. It was just a male voice who would call. This maybe happened like 10 times over like a few years. That's very similar to this. It's weird. <laughs> that Your was memory. In, that was in Kalamazoo? Yes, where Hold I'm on. from. <laughs> I just want to, I forget where this takes place. Hold on. <laughs> now I'm like, uh, oh, the, is it the same? Because that, well, that would be the night. It was the 90s. Well, that, uh, so spoiler alert, this is an unsolved case. Oh. Oh, okay. Never mind. This happened in Anaheim, California. Oh, nearby. Yes, close to home. Close to home. <laughs> Who among us haven't had weird people calling us <laughs> and hanging up, right? Exactly. So much like Melissa, she started getting these weird phone calls that she kind of thought she recognized the voice but couldn't put her finger on it. So sometimes this guy would call and confess his love for her. Other times he would call and threaten to murder her. I wonder if it's someone who like came into the shop a bunch. Well, we'll definitely get into the theories Uh later and that's one of them. He said that he would get her alone and dismember (gasps) her so no one could find her. What the fuck? One time... Yeah, what, it gets even weirder. One time he called and said, go look outside on your car. I left a uh-uh. surprise for you. And nope, there was a, a dead d- body. It was a dead rose on her <gasps> car. Like he, this was at her house, not at work. At her house. He would no. call her and tell her what she was wearing on a daily basis. Oh, no, 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 no. Tell her what she did every day and who she talked to. So clearly this person was stalking her. The calls went on for months and months. And there's nothing funny about this. But in all the research I did, everyone's like, she was so scared that she started taking karate. (laughs) <laughs> karate is which is like the most 80s the solution most 80s. to a problem <laughs> like self-defense or like Muay Thai yeah. Or it's like yeah it's like karate kid cobra kai she was so scared she started taking karate so you know it was serious wow now this is where the story takes a detour on may 28th 1980 dorothy is at a mandatory meeting at the head shop <laughs> and she realizes that her coworker Conrad has a weird bite and rash on his arm and he's acting fatigued. And I guess everyone at the Uh-oh. head shop is really close friends. Like they're all the coworkers mm-hmm. hang out together and stuff. So Dorothy and another coworker named Pam, which is a classic coworker name, Pam. Yeah, <laughs> they leave to take Conrad to the hospital in Dorothy's car. 
because they're like something's wrong with Conrad. Yeah. We need to check this out. They they He's go got to a the ringworm. ER. Yeah, there's something. <laughs> some, uh, Conrad's got a rash again. So Dorothy's son was at her parents' house that day while she had this mandatory meeting. So on the way to the hospital, Dorothy insists on stopping at her parents' house to check in on her son and to let her family know, hey, we have to go to the hospital for Conrad. I don't know how long I'm going to be away. I just wanted to let you know. When she gets to her parents' house, she takes off the black scarf she's wearing for some reason, and she puts on a red one instead. And Hmm. this seems innocuous, but it will make sense later why I included that detail. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Foreshadowing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they go to the hospital to get Conrad treated for what turns out to be a black widow bite. Oh, fuck. Yeah, bad news. So Conrad is discharged around 11 p.m. and given a prescription, whatever Hmm. you get prescribed for a black widow bite. And acid. Yeah, yeah, it's probably in the 80s. It's like LSD. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just rub it in there. Yeah. (laughs) So Dorothy says, hey, I'll go get the car and I'll bring it to the exit so you don't have to walk that far since you've Uh been at the hospital all day and you're still not feeling well. So I guess Pam uses the bathroom really quickly before they head out. And then Pam and Conrad go to the pharmacy inside the hospital to fill the prescription. And then they go wait by the exit for Dorothy. And they're waiting and she doesn't show up. She doesn't show up. And then suddenly they see Dorothy's car speeding towards them. (gasps) at like 60, 70 miles an hour in the parking lot. Its headlights are on, like high beams on. So it's blinding them because at this point it's night and they can't see who's behind the wheel. They like wave down the car like, Dorothy, here we are, here we are. Yeah. The car speeds past them and then takes a right out of the parking lot. Whoa. And they're like, "Uh, okay, bye, Dorothy. And they're so confused. They didn't see who was in the car? No, they couldn't see what was going on. They wait a few hours, like, thinking maybe she'll come back or maybe there was an emergency with her son and she had to leave. Yeah. But she obviously never comes back. And then finally, they call the cops and her family, and the cops don't think there's any cause for concern yet. Of Of course course. they don't. Yeah. (laughs) And they're all like, uh... That's normal. Yeah. It's the 80s. Yeah, they're like, this super responsible person drove her car at us full force at 70 miles an hour and then kept going. That's not right. The next day, though, on May 29th, her car was found on fire 10 miles away. <sighs> and no remains were found in the car. Oh, someone fucking burned it on purpose. Yeah, someone someone burned it on purpose. So Weird. nothing was found in the car. Then mysterious phone calls start happening. Oh, fuck. Not again. Uh-huh. About a week after Dorothy's disappearance... Her parents start receiving weird calls from the same man Dorothy used to receive calls from. Hey, is Melissa there? Yeah. (laughs) Who is this? Melissa? Who is this? (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. So the first call was a man saying, 
I've got her. <gasps> and then he hung up. I mean, it's for sure this guy. Yeah. I guess this is before uh, Call ID. Oh, Star 69? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that, that was the 80s. Yeah, I don't think you could. Yeah, that must have been. I, think, yeah. I feel like we've Googled that before in an episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Caller ID. Yeah. Let's take a quick break for announcements. Webcrawlers has a Patreon. To get access to bonus episodes, shoutouts, merchandise, discounts, and more, please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Guys, I'm serious. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> if you give us I'm a five-star review, too. we will shout you out. We're serious. We're, we've become stagnant on new reviews and we need some more. Also, Erios has a hotline. Insert jingle here. 626-604-6262. Keep on calling us and we will keep on playing your voicemails. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Now, back to our scheduled program. So... Then this guy would call every single week on Wednesday for the next four years. What the fuck? Yeah, and he would always hang up just before the call could be traced. Oh. And he would say horrible things about how he had Dorothy hostage and what he was going to do to her. Jesus. But one thing that's weird is he would only call when the mother was home. Never when the dad was home. Which also shows that he was casing and stalking the yeah. parents because he would know their schedules too. What the 
fuck? He one time called when Dorothy's father, Jacob, answered the phone by accident. And then after that, he never called again. Oh, weird. So it's like, was he afraid that Dorothy's father would recognize him, his voice? Oh, could have been an employee. Yeah. Could that be why he didn't want to talk to the dad? How weird. Eventually, the Orange County Register ran an article about the case, and then the newspaper got a call from the murderer as well. Oh. The call said this. I killed her. I killed Dorothy Scott. She was my love. I caught her cheating with another man. She denied having someone else. I killed her. Ugh. The editor said that the caller also knew that the guy Conrad had suffered a black widow bite. <gasps> apparently, apparently the caller also knew that Dorothy was wearing a red scarf, but changed it to a black scarf. No, excuse me, that she knew that Dorothy was he knew that Dorothy was wearing right. a black scarf and changed it to a red one. And none of this had been published in the article. What the Someone was following her or worked with her. Right. So people were like, is this really is was this a stalker? Was this someone who worked with them? Was it someone that she was secretly dating and talking to who everyone's so confused? So then on August 6, 1984, a construction worker discovered a Dog and human bones side by side. Wait, what year did she go missing? The 80s? 80s. So she'd been gone for four years. Whoa. Yeah. Discovered human bones and dog bones uh, in Santa Ana Canyon Road. The bones are partially charred. Oh. Which is interesting. The car. Yeah. However, there was, I guess, a bushfire in that area. So I don't know if it was the car or the bushfire. A turquoise ring and watch were found that were both Dorothy's. And apparently the watch had stopped at 1230 a.m. on March 29, about an hour after Conrad and Pam last saw Scott's vehicle. Oh. So oh, I, so maybe it was burned. Yeah. That would make a watch that would make stop. A watch stop. Yeah. So... On, we all know fire <laughs> fire fire burns watches. <laughs> on August 14th, the bones were identified as Dorothy's by dental records, oh, but an autopsy damn. could not determine the case of death. Huh. And so they still don't know what happened to her, who did it, where she was for those four years, or anything Weird. that happened. But there are theories. I would think that if her watch stopped that night, she died that night. I mean, because when you die, your watch stops. Your watch just stops ticking. <laughs> yeah, that's what's so confusing. Fire. Is like you have to deliberately you. Yeah, I, unless she died, like I don't know. It would have to be the fire, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I think watch. it must have been the fire. That I mean, let's Google. Does a fire stop a watch? I would think so. It depends on, well, what kind of watch was yeah, it? Was what? it like a Casio watch? Does a fire stop a watch? Because I would for sure know, because if they it had the time on it, it would be a wind-up watch. Because if it was digital, yeah. it'd just be dead. Uh, so maybe not... the watch battery like melted or something. 
Yeah, I mean, that must have, that must have That's been probably him. what happened. So some of the theories are, did Dorothy have a secret boyfriend? Yeah. So this guy knew everything about her, or, or a secret ex-boyfriend. The oh. guy knew everything about her. He knew about the spider bite and the scarf change. So... What if it was her her baby daddy? I was wondering about that, and I couldn't find Where's anything Where's about he? the baby daddy. Oh, weird. Yeah. And how so, old was her kid? He was, like, young. Yeah, he was young at the time. Dorothy huh. Scott, baby daddy. Yeah, it could be the ex. Yeah, there, I couldn't find anything about on the, the father of the kid. But some, some people think that maybe when they were in the hospital with with conrad that dorothy maybe called her boyfriend or something to fill him in on things or called the ex right because he knew conrad had a spider bite yeah because they knew things that you could only know if you were informed or if you were a really diligent stalker another theory is was it a mailman or a garbage man who became obsessed with her and oh, would yeah. stake at her house and things like that. Yeah, mailman would come by every day. Yeah. But then it's her. like, why would that person only call her mother and refuse to call when the dad was there? Yeah, maybe he was planning on killing the mom, too. Maybe that's interesting. Some people think it might be Conrad and Pamela uh, in cahoots together. But like, I don't I don't why, know why though? that would. Exactly. Yeah. Or someone who worked with both her and her father. Yeah. Which leads us to this Redditor who thinks that they figured it out. Oh. Yeah. So this Redditor, his name, his or her name is, it's probably like Big Penis 47. Um, (laughs) Frodo T. Baggins 420. Uh, Amador 9. This is posted a year ago. He or she says that they think the killer is a man named Michael James Butler, commonly known as Mike Butler. Mm -hmm. And this is what they write. They say Mike was an eccentric who lived in the mountains and he was one of five siblings. His sister, Rosemary Butler, made quite a good name for herself in the music business. In the blog post, and this person cited some blogs, they don't share Rosemary's name, although three clicks and then you found her. This is because she is believed to have absolutely nothing to do with this case. And seeing as her brother, Mike Butler, was never a suspect by police, we should all leave her out of it. Because as far as we know, she is innocent in all of this. Her career started in all girl bands. And if you would like to listen to her music, look up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and we do. Look up Bertha on YouTube. Her music is actually pretty rad, and she even opened for the Rolling Stones once. What? Now, what is interesting in this case is that Dorothy was murdered and her bones scattered, dismembered, and left under the bones of a dead dog. Probably oh, to throw under the bones. Yeah, probably to throw off police dogs. Excuse me. This is because this will cause a false positive when police search areas with their dogs. Dorothy's oh. body was found in 1984, four years after her disappearance. Mike Butler's sister, Rosemary Butler, worked some time in the head shop around 1980. Oh, okay. Yeah. And her brother, Mike Butler, is said to have been obsessed with Dorothy. Uh Uh-huh. Why didn't the police question Mike and his feelings towards Dorothy any further? It seems suspicious, although it could have been harmless romantic feelings. So the police did question him? Did not. 
Did not. Yeah, they totally did not. <sighs> and then also, I guess that there is another missing person from this same time named Tracy Hobson. Mm-hmm. And Tracy Hobson is another missing woman who apparently looks a lot like Dorothy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let me... Wait, Michael Butler died 2014. I found I uh, found Bertha on the YouTube. Oh, should we play that? Hell yeah. You don't want me running around with nobody else but you. I like it. <laughs> okay, Janice Joplin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's good okay pretty good bertha yeah pretty good bertha oh so this is interesting this tracy hobson was murdered in 1987 she was identified in november 2018th by the dna doe project oh which i guess is it's um they compile uh it's like what maria was into for a while where they um, oh yeah where they had like the faces the clay, that they create. Yeah. Clay faces. <laughs> the clay faces and stuff. Oof. But she was a local resident to the Anaheim area. Uh, and um, she was found 50 feet off of Santa, Santa Ana Canyon Road, which is exactly oh, where Dorothy road. was. Yeah, which is the same road that Dorothy was found at. And the, so this Mike guy is Three years later. Dead. What, what year did he die? He died 2014. Oh, okay. So he was alive when this person yeah. disappeared oh, as well. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if it was him or, but it seems like there was someone in this area at that time who was dang killing. She was also 20 and she looks a lot like Dorothy. So what I don't know whether or not they were related, but the fact that two women in Anaheim were killed and their remains were found on the same street is weird suspicious yeah some people think that maybe the btk killer but i don't oh that was back in the 80s right yeah oh no that's kansas 74 91 wichita kansas oh yeah that's kansas oh, oh we have the same birthday march 9 yikes oh yikes. Uh, yikes um oh, yikes. <laughs> that's a good place to end the episode <laughs> yikes um, well, if you guys know anything about this, if you guys have any theories about this or know of any other serial killers who were in this area at the time, Melissa, where can people reach us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. All right. Well, I am Ali Siegel. I am Melissa Stettin. And that's all, folks. All folks. (laughs) Bye. An Erio's original. Powered by ACAST. 
Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 